Good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay from the Big Woods Community Church, and I hope that you all have had a wonderful Christmas day with your family and your friends and your loved ones and people that's close to you. Uh, I know that we have. Just Emily and me and Tammy, and we were on the phone with our grandchildren as they were opening up gifts um, in New Jersey. And I was thinking of Christmas time and how good it is to be around the people that we love. And, you know, Tammy and I was talking, you know, there's a lot of people, and, and this podcast is going to go out to a lot of Christian people, but do you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who celebrate Christmas without knowing anything about Jesus or having any part of Jesus a part of what they're doing. Um, they celebrate a holiday uh, but not a holy day. And I would dare say there's probably children whose name, the name of Jesus, you know, they celebrated Christmas today and perhaps his name has never even been spoken by their parents in their own home and yet they celebrated this day without even knowing what they were celebrating. That's an interesting thought. And... You know, sometimes we get locked up into that and, and we celebrate an event. You know, the birth of Jesus. The coming of the Messiah. But you know, beyond that is where we need to look. You know, and I, we love this celebration day. And we try to remember in depth this holiday for what it really should mean. And I want to bring that to you this evening. Um, so I guess the question we would have to ask is, why was he born? Why did he come? And I think when we answer that question, and we talked a little bit about this in church, uh, the last couple sermons I preached, but um, I think when we answer that question within the realms of our heart and mind, because the Lord said, to the woman at the well in Samaria, he told her, he said, The time has come when true worshipers will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Not in acts or not in the observance of days, which is okay, but we have to include the spiritual side of things for, for it to really be meaningful between us and God. For that's why we, that's why we recognize these days. Um, that's why we do these celebrations. So, that being said, why did He come? If we're going to celebrate this wonderful day, we have to answer that question. Well, I think the best place to look at this a little bit deeper is through the words of Jesus Himself. Jesus makes this wonderful announcement. And I have said this before. I would have loved to have been there. But I would have loved to have been there. Having the knowledge and being born again like I am right now. I wouldn't have wanted to have been there, wanted to have been there when I wasn't saved. Because I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have grasped. I know I would have just been like everybody else. I would have just been blind to things. But I would have loved to have been. My heart longs to hear his voice. Don't, 
Don't you? Don't you long to see Christ? To be in His presence? Isn't heaven going to be a wonderful place? I tell you, I cannot wait to see my Master, my Lord, my Savior. Oh, I pray that my work on this earth just glorifies Him. I pray, even though I have stumbled many, many, many times, that He has forgiven me for my shortcomings and that somehow, some way, in my feeble attempt to follow Him, that He would receive glory. Oh, I love, love the thought of seeing His wonderful face. And I would have loved to have been there. And if you would, for just a few minutes, let's, let's look at the Scripture here. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this. I'm, I've got the, the Scriptures right in front of me. And I'm sitting here on this evening. The day is far spent. And my mind is going back, back, back in time. To where these words were being lived in that time. Some 2,000 years ago. The scene is in the book of Luke chapter 4, starting around... Verse 14, down through probably around verse 21. And I'm going to read this to you. This is in the New King James Version. Basically, Jesus had just come through the temptation where he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. And Jesus, as the scripture says, was returning to Nazareth. And he was coming on a mission. And he was about to make an announcement that resonates within my heart. And I know yours too. And I would hope that all the world would see this and hear this, these wonderful words, as Jesus tells us why He came, why He was born, why Messiah come, the Christ. This is what He said. In verse 14 it says, Then Jesus returned, this is after the temptation, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. What a wonderful thing. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And then the scripture says in verse 16, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Oh, Lord, thank you for speaking these words. Oh, Lord Jesus, these wonderful, graceful words that were coming from your mouth is the only reason why I'm saved today. All those years ago, your power, your anointing, your Holy Spirit is still with us. 
And this is what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, listen at this, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant at the synagogue, and Jesus sat down. Back in Jesus' day, this is a custom and mannerism of the day. Preachers didn't preach by standing up. They sat down. Sitting down was considered uh, a place of authority. And so he sat down in full authority. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, oh, thank you, Jesus. This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And all bore witness to him and marveled as Luke says, at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. This is why we celebrate this day. This is why he came. Oh, that our mind can be set upon these things. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. The second person of the Holy Trinity Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Son of the living God, came down from heaven, authorized by the Father to do these things in full authority because it was the plan of God to give us the ability to be saved, to be born again, not of religion, And what's flesh is flesh, Jesus had said. But what is spirit is is the spirit. And that's the part of us that has to be renewed. So he came to renew us, to preach the gospel to the poor. The word gospel means good news to the poor. People that are, when when he says poor, he's not talking about the amount of money in your bank account or the amount of money that you have in your purse or wallet. He's talking about your your poor, your inability to save yourself. There is nothing we can do to save ourselves. We are poor. We're spiritually, look at it this way, we are spiritually bankrupt without Him. He come to preach good news to the spiritually bankrupt. Now Now we can see it clearly. He came to preach this good news to those of, the, those of us who did not, not have a single spiritual dollar to pay our debt to God, the debt of sin. The good news was that God was going to give us a way to be forgiven of that debt through this man, this Jesus, this celebration of this birth. Oh, 
to preach the gospel to the poor, spiritually bankrupt. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Not somebody who's been at a loss of something and they're hurting inside. The brokenhearted, meaning, meaning the spiritually broken in heart. Our hearts are not right. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It is so terribly bad. The heart of man, and it needs fixed. Sin has broken our souls, our hearts. It has to be redone. This good news to the spiritually bankrupt is that God can heal your heart that's broken through sin. He can heal that broken heart and make it right again. He said to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to those who are not incarcerated in a jail, but those who are incarcerated by the power of sin. He said He came to proclaim liberty, that He can, through this good news, through, through believing in Him, through seeing Him and believing in Him as the Messiah, he has the key to open up the cell door and set you free by healing your broken heart. We're captives without Him. We're under someone else's control, not even knowing it. We're under the devil's control. We're under His dominion without even knowing it before we get saved. We're incarcerated by His spiritual prison, yet He gives us freedom to love the darkness so much that we can't see the bars that hold us in or the death that awaits us. He says He comes to give the recovery of sight to the blind. Sight, not just physical sight. A blindness that's not just physical blindness in this world, but a blindness that we have the inability to see truth, to see light, to see what God wants us to see. To give us sight. To look through the lens of God. To see spiritual things. To see the Messiah. And the message that He brings. We're blind. And unable to save ourselves. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Oppressed being a person who's oppressed is someone who is under someone else's authority and treated harshly. That's what being oppressed is. He's going to set you free from the oppression, the, the powerful taskmaster of Satan himself. And he come to rescue us from the kingdom of darkness. This Jesus is why he came. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. My uncle was in World War II. And he had been involved in the liberation of, I believe, several concentration camps where there were captives who found liberty. He said the place 
had a stench to it that you could smell for miles. He said when they came into the area in which he was at, I, I think it might have been Dachau, but I'm, I think it, that was the place. He said that the captives were so mistreated by their captors, they were skin and bones. He said it was like you could see their organs beneath their skin. That they were told not to give them anything to eat because they were so harshly treated that to be nourished would kill them. And so they had to receive special treatment to save their lives because they were so oppressed. But with their last little bit of strength, when the gates were opened and the United States military came in, the captives used that little bit of strength because they were so excited, so exuberant, so thrilled to be set free from captivity and harsh treatment that they used all their strength, some even to, the, to their death, to come and say thanks to the American GI. Oppression. He said he came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He came to tell us about God's wonderful favor that this is it. This is it. You're not under the law and you don't have to go to some mountain to worship. You don't have to go to the temple in Jerusalem to worship. But true worshipers will worship God in spirit and truth and they will find favor, grace with God. Because they will have believed in the one who brought the gospel to the poor. They will have received a healed heart that was once broken. Because they too will we'll find out how valuable liberty is because they were captives. They'll see how wonderful it is to see for the first time because they were blind and so oppressed. Do you remember what it was like when you got saved? I can tell you what it was like when I got saved. I could finally see. I didn't realize what blinders I had on. I could finally see the world the way that God wanted me to see it without all the hatred that I had and the hurt and the pain. He gave me new eyes to be able to see and hear Him and to experience Him. So I guess that's why He came. He fulfilled that ancient prophecy that was written down by the prophet Isaiah so many years before that. I hope and pray that you had a wonderful day today. But I hope that you remember why He came and that it resonates in your heart for all of your life. 
And pray this prayer with me, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for coming. We thank you for seeing our bankrupt spiritual condition. And you came to pay our debt. And upon you was placed the sins of us all. Forgive us of our sins and iniquities, Father. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And wash us clean in the blood of Christ. And Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.